now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign. This is the Cocktail Nation. This week, James M. Krause is on the show with his Auto Universum segment talking the Porsche 911. News on a new movie about Cary Grant and in our Stuff segment, Kings That Died in a rather embarrassing scenario. One that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Along with the best lounge and exotica as we kick off with Jet Set Sweden.
Cocktail Nation Verve Jazz Ensemble and The Odd Couple. It is largely to keep people with you. Great to have you along. An official website, cocktailnation.net. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, shoot me an email. Love to hear from you. In fact, we'll get to an email from a listener in just a moment. On the Cocktail Nation, it's auto universum. Designing and building a sports car to uphold American leadership in every field of transportation. It's a completely new idea in automobiles. It's the Cocktail Nation with Coop Cooper. The appeal of sports cars with their accent on driving dynamics, speed and dashing looks have been a popular item since the dawn of the automobile. The Global Depression and World War II left the sports car market decimated for a while, but they came back roaring after the war. Joining me is James Krauss from the Auto Universum blog. Time to talk about the Porsche 911. So here's a car that is uh, highly, highly collectible, the Porsche 911, an iconic car and really set the pace for, uh, for Porsche, for uh, even modern-day stylings today. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, like the 356 that it replaced, the 911 was a very special car, very unique, had the air-cooled rear engine and whatnot, and it... Its styling was so timeless and classic, as you know, the, they've kept that same style till today. The current 911, you know, so many details that were directly traced from the original 911 that was first shown in Frankfurt in 1963. Uh, and underneath the skin, again, there's very unique stuff to Porsche, mostly it had supple, long-travel suspension that gave it an extremely soft ride for a sports car. In the 60s, most sports cars had a very rough ride. But the Porsche had this unique suspension. It, it handled excellently, but it also rode very well. It had very comfortable bucket seats. Um, and also, in comparison to other sports cars, the 911 had ample ground clearance and it didn't have things like most sports cars had low hanging exhaust, low hanging oil sumps. So whether it was raining, snowing, you were driving in sand, maybe mildly off road, the Porsche would just press on. It had the rear engine traction. And this is why the Porsche four times won the Monte Carlo rally overall where, you know, a Ferrari never did that, a Triumph, whatnot. They, but in 911, that was, it was in its element. Gravel, snow, a 911 would take any road anywhere. It was a better daily driver than most daily drivers, and unfortunately, that's something that Porsche has lost. Now they're just as low as every other car. Um, they're not, and uh, so many sports cars now have four-wheel drive, it doesn't really matter where you put the engine anymore. True. Uh, in fact, Porsche just in, announced uh, its limited production that probably all accounted for, but the 911 Dakar, which sits a few inches taller than a regular 911, and if you look back, it's only about a quarter inch higher than the original 911 of the late 60s. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of getting back more to the spirit of the original 911. And of course, uh, extremely light and sensitive. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the other good advantage of the early 911s with the engine in the rear, the steering was very sensitive and very light without having to be powered. 
Once you power the steering system, whether it's hydraulic or electric, you lose some degree of feel. So the 911, you got the pure, there's a rack and a pinion and nothing else between you and the front wheels. They just, you can feel what they're doing right through the steering wheel. That's amazing. And, uh, and that, that uh, styling is, is timeless and, as we mentioned, has uh, continued on. And it's interesting when you compare, if you look at a, an original 911 with a modern 911, it, it kind of looks like it just ate a lot of food and got a bit fatter. <laughs> oh, exactly. They, I, it's hard to believe how wide they've become, which is, which is unfortunate because that was another nice thing about them. They're a little bit taller than most sports cars. You sat up higher, and because they were much narrower than they are now, you could, you, know, you could get in and out of alleys, this and that, and you could place it on a back road through the curves better. The car so wide now, if you let it drift a few inches, you're using up more than half the road. Thanks for that, James. Autouniversum.wordpress.com, the blog to check out for the Jet Age Motoring on the Coctonation. Sing it! If I wind up 
broken well, I always remember that I had a real swinging time. Oh, I'm gonna give you everything I've got. Lady luck, please let the dice stay high. Let me shoot a seven with every shot. Viva, viva 
god. Oh my god. This is the cocktail nation. Nation Kenny Sasaki and Naughty, that's from his latest album, Between the Waves. Also played Dan Stein with Poolside and Richard Cheese and Viva Las Vegas. Well, Lounge Life magazine, it is your free retro magazine. We've always got some great stories on there. Jason Isaacs is set to play Hollywood legend Cary Grant in the new series Archie. The title inspired by Grant's birth name, Archibald Alexander Leach and Written by Jeff Pope, it's a biographical drama which will explore the acting icon's extraordinary life story. From his troubled childhood to the height of his fame, I've read a lot of books about Cary Grant and I can't wait to see this one. We've also got the story of a DJ who shot himself in the head after a stint on easy listening radio. But he happened to be one of the greatest rock and roll DJs ever. Sadly, easy listening did him in. If you'd like to check out Lounge Life magazine, links via the website cocktonation.net. It's a Flipboard magazine, free to consume. And as I come across stories during the week, I put them up on the magazine. Here's Anna Gastea, and I'm hip. Too fast. 
just all my edgy podcasts, then it's my bed. Every Saturday night, using Tumblr and Skype on my iPad. I'm too much. I read blogs. I wear locally sourced vegan clogs. When I hang around the flea, I tease an old duck served from a truck.
Donation broadcasting across the globe via the penthouse.fm, radio16.com.au, on Racketeer Radio, Chill Lover Radio, Kitten to More Radio, Humboldt 101, and Lounge King Radio, and via cocktailnation.podbean.com.
Alternation, the Jazz Defenders and Top Down Tourism. Don't forget our Spy Vibe Alone series out Tuesdays and Thursdays as we take the Spy Vibe series and just put them by themselves with a bit of chat from Jason Whiten and of course the music that he always brings us. Let's take a look at the World of Swank Gig Guide. December 9, Happy Hula Days in California. Tikiaki Orchestra, they're asking us to save the date, the 10th of February, a very special year of the Dragon celebration. On the cocktail nation, deep. Teeth are the only problem that if you ignore them, they will go away. Very deep cocktail nation. is the Cocktail Nation.
summer samba and speaking of rose i got an email from mark this week he says hi coop from jackson florida my name is mark and i'm a relatively new listener and love your show thank you for introducing me to rose sinclair she's become a new favorite take care and stay frosty <laughs> well thank you very much for your email and of course you can always email me and i always write back the at gmail.com is the email also played narco lounge combo with alphaville he also played Mark Riddle and White Lotus from his latest album, which just was released a couple of months ago, and it's called Lahina Sunset. Definitely worth grabbing. Today, much more stuff going on. More than one English king has died on the toilet. The first English king to die on the loo was King Edmund in 1016. He got stabbed to death while doing his business in 1216, exactly 200 years later. King John died on his loo from dysentery. Then in 1760, King George II also went to his maker whilst on the porcelain throne. And King Henry died in 1135 after gorging on lamprey, which is a, a kind of river eel, which means he probably had a bit of toilet trouble, I suppose. And if you want to find out more about historical toilet deaths, well, Wikipedia has actually got a whole page about it. Talk about, really, dying on the throne. Well, that's about it, Stuff fans. We'll have more for you at another time. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Cocktail Nation.
Cocktail Nation. Cocktail Alex Kashkin and Bond the Spy. Next week, an album special, Sinatra at the Sands. I'm going to leave you Serge Gainsbourg and Bonnie and Clyde. Stay hep. Oh, 
s'installer tranquille dans un meublé. Dans les trois jours, voilà le tac-tac-tac. Des mitraillettes qui reviennent à l'attaque. Bonnie Mais plus d'un les a suivis en enfer. 